At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University, my website where you can find out all the information you need to know about getting better at the game of golf, which I'm sure you want to do. You can register for my free instructional videos that go out three times a week, so make sure you do that. And you can also find out information on getting a golf lesson from me at my new studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So HaneyUniversity.com. All right, I want to talk about the Players' Championship some more. Cam Smith wins the Players' Championship. Cameron Smith, the Australian. Uh, Incredible putting performance. Greatest putting ever in the history of the Players' Championship. But everybody is talking about well, one thing they're talking about is the shot on 17, okay? I read all the headlines. Gutsy birdie on 17. Clutch shot on 17. A fearless shot on 17. <laughs> one thing right after another. And, I mean, oh, geez. Come on. When they interviewed... Cameron Smith after the round and they asked him about hitting it right at that pin he chuckled and he said well I, I, I would be lying if I told you that's where I was aiming he pushed that shot now it was a smart play the play is aim to the middle of the green aim to the middle of the green if you pull it a little bit you're okay if you push a little bit you're okay gives you your best chance to make par He's got a lead at that point. Okay? He's sitting on a two-shot lead. So he's just got to get that ball somewhere in the middle of the green. That's where everybody's trying to hit it. He hits that shot, and as soon as he hit it, I thought, oh, my God, they hit that in the water. Ends up being like 
six feet from the hole. You could see the reaction on his face. You could hear him describe it after the round. That was, I mean, you could call it a great shot. I mean, it's it's definitely going to get considered to be a great shot. That's a shot that somebody would hit if they were down by one. Nobody would ever, ever, ever try to hit that shot if they were up by two shots. No chance. They they wouldn't hit that shot if they're up by one shot. They're going to hit that shot if they're down by a shot, maybe if they're tied. Maybe if they're tied. But most likely, even if they're tied, they're putting the middle of the green. I'm going to par 17. I'm going to par 18. And let me see the guy that I'm tied with do that. And by the way, if you hit a good tee shot on 18, the, the pin was accessible. So you could you could birdie that hole with less risk if you get a good tee shot than you have on, on 17 with that back right pin placement. So most likely, they're, they're, they're just sending the ball in the middle of the green on 17. So anyway, he pushes it. It goes uh, next to the hole. Give him credit for making the putt. There was no doubt he was going to make the putt. He had eight one putts on the back nine. The only two putt he had was from like 100 feet on 17 or on 16, the par five, where he uh, lipped it out. I mean, it looked like he was going to make that one too. <laughs> but but slow down on the, you know, uh, gutsy, ballsy, uh, you know, shot because it was a miss. It's one thing if you're down by a shot or you're tied and you take it straight at the pin. And by the way, the camera was right behind him. You can see where he's aimed. He's not aimed at that pin. He pushed it. He pushed it. That's what he did. Now, he made the putt. Uh and he and he won the tournament. The impressive shot to me was gather yourself after the second shot that goes in the water, which was which was a stupid shot, by the way. I mean, why? 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 You got you've got a lead. Just chip it back out in the fairway. And you know, sometimes you got rough to carry. You carry the rough a little bit too far, and it runs out and it you know trickles in the water. Okay, I get it. This wasn't the case. He was in the pine straw, and there was like a patch of about a three foot patch of rough, and it wasn't that deep a rough before you got to the to the fairway. So, so my point is, he could have landed this short. I mean, he could have landed it, you know, and scooted it through the pine straw. He. F- Flew it too far, knocks it, and it runs into the water. But then to gather himself and to hit that pitch shot, I mean, I thought, oh, my God. Now that is a great shot. That is an incredible – nobody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about, <laughs> talking about the shot on 17 that he missed. Oh, my gosh. That shot on 18, that pitch shot, that was a great shot. That was an absolutely fantastic shot. No doubt about it. You know, you could be, oh my gosh, this is slipping away. I mean, who who knows what's all going through your mind? None of it's too good, except he just pitches that thing up there like that was a pure, pure, pure golf shot. That's what I remember. Not the shot on 17. That one. That one. 
And you know what? I, I think if 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 he, uh, you know, had a, a smaller lead, a one shot lead, I don't think he pitches that ball through the fairway and into the water. I think he plays it more conservatively. I, I don't think the shot on seventeen. Which, I mean, every shot counts the same, but I don't think the shot on 17 wins him the tournament. I think that the, it's a pitch shot on 18. That was a great shot. No doubt about it. Give him credit for that. All right. Uh, I, the other thing I want to talk about about this tournament is all of the different rules issues. And you, if you've listened to me over the years, you know how much I love to talk about the rules. Oh, the good old USGA rules. Oh, my goodness. One thing right after. It seems to always happen in the big tournaments. Seems to always happen in the big tournaments. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that next. Uh, if you've got arthritis pain, remember my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You can try it for free. Uh, joint pain, muscle soreness, arthritis pain. It works absolutely fantastic, and it's free for you to try. Free two-week supply. Just go to VoodooPainRelief.com, and you can go there and check it out. All right, we'll be right back, and we'll talk about uh, some of the rules fiascos at the players. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So the first rules issue I want to talk about is the bad break on Paul Casey on number 60. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen that happen. Okay. He drives it absolutely perfect. It's two shots down. 
needs to make birdie or eagle, drives it absolutely perfect on 16, got a chance to knock it on the green, easy birdie, possible eagle. Gets up there, and his ball is in a pitch mark. What had happened is someone had hit a drive, it had made a pitch mark, popped out of the pitch mark, and then Paul Casey's ball somehow rolls into this pitch mark. Imagine that. I mean, the ball has to, (laughs) on the last possible roll, it has to stop in this hole, right in this pitch mark. I mean, what would be the odds that that could possibly happen? But it did. All right, if you drive the ball and your ball makes its own pitch mark in the fairway like that, you get to drop it. You get a drop. You get a free drop. But if your ball ends up in someone else's pitch mark, you don't get to drop it. Now, think about that for a second. How in the world can that be fair? I mean... How could that be fair? You know, you know the, the USJ, you know, wants to make things fair or whatever. And, you know, there's there's all this rub of the green and, you know, you get some good breaks, you get some bad breaks. And, that, you know, I, I get it. That's golf. You know, you get a good bounce, get a bad bounce, that things all even out. But I drive it in, a, in the fairway, it lands in the pitch mark. And my own pitch mark, and I get a free drop, and someone else lands in my pitch mark, and I don't get a free drop. Somehow that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't think that makes makes any sense at all. But it does to the USJ because they they make the the, the rules. And Paul Casey uh, just, I mean, he stood there just shaking his head, and he ended up hitting a good shot. Just the layup, the ball came out of there pretty good, but but he really had no chance to go for the green, no chance. And that's tough. I mean, you stand on that tee and you're grinding your ass off and you got to come up with a good drive. And by the way, Cameron Smith won the tournament and just snipe hooked it into the woods. And Paul Casey hits that thing and pipes it right down the middle and ends up with that lie. I mean, they both, you know, get to lay up from this from that situation. That's that's a that's a tough break. But but the thing is, is is you know, th- there's this discussion all the time about you know, should you be able to get a free drop from a divot? And then the the thought process, well, you know, there's a lot of divots out there in the fairway at the end of a tournament, especially on layup holes like par fives where everybody's laying up in the same spot. And, you know, how old of a divot and, you know, everybody's going to be claiming I'm in a divot and everybody's going to be getting free drops and it's just going to slow up play and, it, it, you know, it's it's going to be a, you know, a mess. So that's why they they rule against that. And they haven't changed that rule. And and they probably won't. But the pitch mark, I mean, the ball, he hit a perfect drive. And it wasn't, it wasn't in a divot. His ball was underground. Sorry, rub of the green. And you know, people said, you know, what why didn't the last guy step step down on that? And I think most most guys would, but maybe he didn't see you know, it. It might have hit that, made that pitch mark and bounded, you know, 10 yards farther forward. And whoever's pitch marker was might have just walked up to his ball and not even known that there was a pitch mark back there because I think most guys would have 
you know, just walked by it and, and stepped on it, especially if it was right near their ball. And I didn't see a divot that was real close to where Paul Casey's ball was. So the chances are the, the ball that made that pitch mark had, had bounded uh, forward a little bit. And that's probably why the, the player before him didn't, didn't step on it. But it's, it's, you know, it is, it is a little akin to somebody not raking a bunker because, I mean, it could happen. It did. The likelihood is so remote. I mean, the odds of that, but it happened to Paul Casey. Anyway, that rule should be changed. Don't hold your breath. USJ, uh, they're, uh, you know, you never know what they're going to change anything. I mean, you really don't. I mean, they're just, uh, they're beauties. That's all there is to it. All right. The next rule I want to talk about. The next one is the Keegan Bradley ruling. Okay. Now Keegan Bradley you know, great tournament, uh, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, uh, you know, fell, fell apart at the end, cost himself a bunch of money, uh, you know, three put on 17, doubles 18. But he had a, a, a two-shot penalty on, like, I think it was the second or third round. I, I don't know what, what round. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's, just, it, it, it's irrelevant. But he... He <laughs> marks his ball. It's a windy day. It was probably like Friday or something. I think it was Friday. So he marks his ball. He puts his coin behind the ball, but he leaves the ball there. Okay. And the wind gusts and his ball moves. Okay. And He's playing in a threesome. These are three. Two, this is how stupid and bad the rules of golf are. And when I say bad, it's because even the pros do not know the rules. And the USGA, they, you know, remember a couple of years ago they were simplifying the rules. They've made them so simple that the greatest players in the game of golf do not know the rules. So if the greatest players in the game of golf do not know the rules. How in the world, how in the world would amateur golfers, you know, 20, 30 handicaps, how in the world would they know the rules? There's no, there's no chance. No chance. The pros don't know the rules. Keegan Bradley marked his ball, coined behind the ball, left the ball there. Wind blows hard, ball moves. He looks at the guys in his group, and they all – Said to him, you know, and, and he said, look, my ball just moved. He said, but here's my coin. So he put the ball back where the coin was. So he puts the ball back where the coin was or is, and then he plays from there. Well, they find out later, and all the players in the group had thought this rule had been changed, but of course it hadn't. Uh, you know, in, in their effort to make it easier, the rules easier and simpler, the USGA, uh, the pros don't even know the rules. I mean, how many how many times is this stuff happening? When you know the the, the Ricky Fowler ball on the bank rolled into the the, the uh, you know hazard, uh, you know the same thing happened again uh, at, at the uh, you know big controversy at the Phoenix Waste Management. I mean, that was a joke. Ball on the bank rolling into the into the hazard. Who was that? Charlie Hoffman had that happen to him. I mean, everybody thought that rule had been changed. Nope, it hadn't been changed. Okay, here's this uh, Keegan Bradley's ball moves. 
everybody in the group says, oh, your ball moved, but there's your coin. Put it back where your coin is. He thought that's what he was supposed to do. He puts it back where it was. Wrong. Wrong. He was supposed to just play it from where it was. Now, I knew. I knew the rule that if your ball's on the green and it comes to rest and the wind blows it and it blows it somewhere, it could blow it right next to the hole. You get to play it from right next to the hole because you haven't done anything. You haven't touched it. You haven't done anything. It just, that's, it, that's where it ended up. So you get to play it from right next to the hole. I knew that. What I didn't know this either is that he put the coin down behind his ball. So my thought process is is that when you put your coin down behind your ball, that ball is considered marked. It's marked. I, I, I thought the ball is just out of play at this point. Like the ball's out of play. I mean, you can't. I, I, I thought you can't accidentally move your ball. The wind can't accidentally move your ball. Nothing can happen because the coin is behind the ball. It's marked at this point. The reason a player would do this is because maybe he wants to go read the putt and it's far enough away or whatever. He can't see. He can't see where the ball is if, or the mark is if he take if he picks the ball up. So he wants to go read the putt, or or maybe he puts his coin behind the ball because he knows the wind's blowing so hard that if the wind blows the ball, it's going to blow the ball down a slope and it's going to go further from the hole. And as a result, he wants to mark his spot so that he he won't get, get penalized with the ball blowing farther from the hole. But the reality of it is that's not the rule. The rule is you put your coin behind the ball and now and you leave the ball there. The ball is still in play, I guess. I don't know how it's still in play. You got a marker there. But the ball's still in play. It blows away. And he thought he's supposed to put it back. He puts it back, plays it from where he'd marked it. And then at the end of the round, he gets a two-shot penalty because he was supposed to leave the ball where it was. I don't know if it was clo- ended up closer to the hole or farther from the hole or whatever, but, but he was supposed to play it from, from where it was. And he gets a two-shot penalty because he's for, I guess – playing the ball from the wrong position, which, by the way, I don't understand that either because if you play a ball from a wrong position, I mean, why, why wouldn't you get disqualified for that? I mean, not that I think he should get disqualified because I don't think he shouldn't even been penalized, but but I don't understand how you, you don't just get disqualified. You played from the wrong place. But anyway, he didn't. He got a two-shot penalty, and that's a big two-shot penalty. I mean, between that and, you know, the the, the ball in the water on – on 18, he, he, you know, he ran it across the rough into the, into the water too. And I mean, that's a penalty. And then the two shot penalty there. I mean, you know how I always talk about the three keys to golf penalty shots, two chips and three putts. Keegan Bradley, three putts, 17 penalty shot on 18, two penalty shots on Friday. That's, you know, I don't even know the rest of the holes. That's a one three-putt and, and, and uh, three penalty shots, and that's for him. Uh, he goes from winner to loser in, in that, uh, that event. That's a bad rule, really bad rule, really bad rule. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk about the big one, though, the big one that happened. Uh, and this one is another amazing one.
but they, they're, they're, they're always, and this happens, it seems like every year, this happens at the Players' Championship at TPC Soccer. Every year this happens. Every, every single year it happens. All right, I'm talking about the Daniel Berger shot into the water on 16. Now, he's playing with Joe Dahlman and Victor Hovland. Now, this has happened before. This has happened at TPC Sawgrass. Players hit it in the water. They, they drop somewhere that, you know, the playing partners don't think his ball cleared as much water as the player thinks. Now, first off, let me just, let's just think about this for a second. The person that has the absolute best view of where the ball crossed the land is the player. The player is the one who is standing the closest down the line of the ball to watch it through its flight. The players that are watching, are if they're on a tee, they're standing over to the side, to the right side. If they're on the fairway, in this case, uh, Daniel Berger was over on the right side and the players were over on the left side. So they're at, I mean, think about the angle they're at. They're on the left side of the fairway. Now, if you really want to see it, you got to be right behind the player. But the next best place would probably be the right side because the water was on the right. They were on the left. So they, they, they had the worst view of this. Daniel Berger hits this ball, starts off. Now, I, have, I, I, I took a picture of this. I blew it up. I saw the, the shot, you know, tracer, tracker, whatever they call that thing on TV. And it looks like, I mean, depending on how far this ball went, it looks like it 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 would have crossed land all the way up by the green. Hovland and Joel Dahman think it crossed way, way back. And Daniel Berger is adamant, adamant. I mean, he said there's a thousand percent chance. There isn't such thing as a thousand percent, but there's a thousand percent chance that that ball crossed farther up than you said it, it did. He's talking to these these Hovland and and Dahlman. And you know, these guys have inserted themselves into this this uh, deal. And of course, everybody does this deal where they say, uh, you know, and this is what Hovland said and Dahlman. And you know, there's a common denominator here too. It's Joel Dahlman. This same thing happened with Soon Kang a couple years back. And he called him a cheater and said he took a bad drop. Joe Dahlman, I, I don't know Joe Dahlman. I heard he's a nice guy. I don't, I don't know the guy. Uh, but Joe Dahlman, I guess, is the uh, uh, ball drop police. He's the, the cross-the-line police. If you're playing with Joe Dahlman, he's, he's going to be the, the, uh, the, the guy that gets to decide. Every time you hit a ball in the water, Joe Dahlman is the deciding factor as to where that ball crossed land. Not you, not the player, Joe Dahlman. Uh, he he's the one that gets to say it because he's he's the the he's the ball uh, uh, cross the hazard police. Anyway, he he tells Daniel Berger, you know, no, your ball was way back there. Actually, he had Hovland do it. But it, but but the common denominator here to me is 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 Dahman. I said, oh, it's Dahman again. 
I, I'm not saying, you know, Sun Kang was, was right with where it crossed. I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, I'm just saying it's just it's a little peculiar when this, 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 you know, it's Dalman again calling it on somebody or him. And, you know, now it's him and, and Hovland's the guy who's, you know, speaking up. But I guarantee it, Dalman's, you know, pissing in his ear. And, and Dalman was saying plenty, too. They were both saying it. Uh, Dalman didn't talk to the media afterwards because, because you know, Dalman's been through this before. See, he already stuck his nose in there one time. And now here he is again. He didn't want to be known as that guy, but he is that guy. Because that's 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 the that's the bottom line. He is that guy because he he was right in the middle of this. Daniel Berger and I don't know if Daniel Berger has a reputation for being a, a guy that takes bad drops. I, I doubt that he does. I mean, it doesn't seem to me like it. he says I've never taken. He said I've never taken a bad drop in my life. I'm not doing it now. That's pretty definitive, right there. That's a guy that, that that's that's a guy with a clear, clean conscience, right there. I mean that is about as uh, you know as as absolute as you can get right there. Now maybe he's lying. I don't know. Well, that's what they're calling him. They're calling him a lying cheater. Now they don't say that. They said we're protecting the field. It's our job to protect the field. What is what does that mean? It's their job to protect the field. In other words, he's cheating, and we're not going to let him do it. I mean that's what that means. I mean, they're not going to say it. They're not going to say he's cheating and that we're not about to let him do it. They're not going to say that. They're going to say we're protecting the field. It's our job to protect the field. Translate that. Translate it's our job to protect the field. What that means is why are you protecting the field? You're protecting the field because you think he's cheating. I saw that ball. I mean, I, I, I saw that shot tracer. I didn't see the ball. I wasn't there. They weren't, on, they weren't in the line to see the ball either. They were on the left side of the fairway. They couldn't see that thing. I mean, Daniel Berger had the best view of it. And when you look at that shot tr- tracker tracer deal, it sure looks like Daniel Berger was right. He should have he he stuck to his guns. He ended up dropping it back. He ended up dropping it back. All right, I'll drop it back. You guys think I'm a cheater? I'll drop it back. He should have stuck to his guns. I don't. I don't. I don't think they were, those guys were right. Boy, they said, "Well, we're protecting the field." Yeah, I'm sure you are. But when you call somebody a cheater, that's a tough thing to do, and you better get it right. When this happens, usually the guy that gets it called on him. Usually he comes out looking bad. Sung Kang came out looking like a cheater because Dalman called him a che- basically called him a cheater when it happened a couple years ago. I don't think Daniel Berger came out bad on this one. I th- I, I I saw. I mean, you look at that tra- tracker tracer thing. Look at it. Doesn't look to me like that 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 thing didn't go in where they said it went in. How could they see it from where they were? They didn't have the best angle for that. I believe I, I believe Daniel Berger. I, th- I think he got screwed on his drop because he, he let them tell him where he could drop it. And the referee came over and said, hey, it's wherever he thinks it goes in. It's wherever he thinks it went, it, it went in. And it's, uh, you know, if he makes a bad drop, it's up to him. To, he can live with it on his conscience. That's, you know, that's true. But he dropped it back anyways because those guys were being, you know, so adamant about it. Like, they, like what did they wasn't going to win the tournament. Protecting the field. It's not protecting the field. Let's call it what it is. We thought he was cheating. 
and we're not going to let them get away with it. That's what that means. That translation, protecting the field. It's up to uh, it's our job to protect the field. That's the translation of protecting the field. I don't think he was. I don't think Daniel Berger was. I think that ball crossed where Daniel Berger thought it crossed. I'm on Daniel Berger's side on this deal. And that common denominator, I wonder when this is going to happen the next time. Boy, I'll tell you what, you're a PGA Tour player, and you're playing with uh, Joe Dahlman. You better ask him permission every time where it, uh, where it goes in. How, how could he see it from where he was standing? That's my question. How, how can he be, be that definitive? Or is there some history here? Is there history? Has, has Berger done that? I don't know about the history. Has Berger done this before? And, uh, you know, they, they, they got it out for him. I don't know. Maybe it has. Maybe he has. Maybe, maybe I'm, I just don't know. But based on what I saw, I, I, I think Daniel Berger uh, got hosed there. Got hosed because they questioned him, his integrity. They quest, questioned his, his uh, drop. They, they questioned, you know, him, and I don't, I don't think it, and he ended up taking a, he ended up taking a bad drop because, you know, he just didn't want to be that guy that gets accused of cheating. Okay. But, you know, he should have just, you know what he should have done? He should have just, I know where that ball went in. I'm dropping it here. I feel fine about it. As long as you feel fine in your mind, you should be fine. Anyway, that was, uh, that was weird. Protecting the field, you know, you accuse somebody of cheating. That's a tough thing to do. You you better get it right. That's all I, I got to say on that. You better get it right. You better get it right. Anyway, that was, uh, you know, <laughs> you got the, the Players' Championship, the big event, the almost a major, kind of a, sort of a major and Cameron Smith wins it, and they, you know, talking about uh, the rules, the rules calls every year at TPC Sawgrass. There is this debate about where did your ball cross every year. It's just that kind of golf course with the water and everything out there. Anyway, it'll happen again next year. All right, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Uh, hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, make sure you have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. The Hank Any Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.